0: Welcome to King's River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This is a special bonus podcast, and a little bit different. It's an excerpt from the audiobook of Death in Rancho Las Amigas, written by Gay Total Kinman. The audiobook is read and produced by actor and mystery author Harley Jane Kozak. The full audiobook is available on Audible. Now the heroine of the book has left her home in California, hoping that a month in Taos will help her to heal from the sudden loss of her husband. This is her first night in town.
1: Driving toward Taos, I found a supermarket and did a little grocery shopping. Milk, bread, cheese, coffee, cereal, things I usually stocked. Then looked for a place for an early dinner. I didn't have much of an interest in food and certainly hadn't felt like eating since Don died. Maybe the air here was increasing my appetite because food sounded interesting. A restaurant with an outdoor patio beckoned to me. I went to a table, sat down, looked at the wine list, and ordered a glass of Vouvray. Hardly ever see that offered. The waiter casually asked where I was staying, then looked surprised when I said at Rancho Las Amigas, A few minutes later, a tall, lanky man with sandy hair that fell over his forehead walked purposefully toward my table. He held a glass of white wine by the stem in one hand and a coffee mug in the other. Hello, my name is Robert. May I join you for a few minutes? It took me a moment to realize he was bringing me the wine and that the coffee was his. Of course. He leaned back in the chair across his legs, a picture of nonchalance. Monday night, not too busy here, he said, as if to explain his presence at my table. He smiled, a lazy smile. I wasn't good at ages, but guessed we were in the same decade. A nice-looking man. I had to remind myself, this was a small town. The natives were friendly, and I shouldn't suspect ulterior motives, especially since I was anxious to be a native, at least for a month. He said his family owned the restaurant. I thought about telling him I was looking for a part-time job, but I didn't want him to think I wanted a job as a waitress, hostess, or kitchen help. No matter, as it turned out, because I didn't get much of a chance to say anything, he was a serial talker. Robert told me he was also a part owner of a holistic center. Under other circumstances, I might have turned a deaf ear to that, but I was the walking wounded, so I didn't want to reject anything out of hand. I'd been able to heal myself before, my emotional self. But this crisis had left me empty of self-help, of energy to try, of ideas for paths to follow. Wasn't that why I was here in Taos? His voice was lulling. I could understand how he might be successful in the holistic business. Eventually, he suggested the Southwest Salad, a specialty of the house, and said he would order for me. No, no more wine, thank you, I said in answer to his question. Wine in the altitude made for a potent cocktail. I only had a few miles to drive home, but I wanted to do it well. It was a balmy evening, a lovely time to eat outside. While I ate the wonderful salad with a piece of fry bread, I saw him stop at the tables of other customers as well as mine. He asked if everything was okay, I nodded. Here, he said with that lazy smile look it over. He handed me a brochure about his holistic clinic. I wasn't sure if he was just being a salesman for it or if I looked like I really needed help. Remembering my reflection in the mirror earlier was the answer. I glanced at the glossy pictures briefly, folded it, and slipped it into my fanny pack to read later. Home to my new home. As I walked to the door, closing the squeaky gate, a light switched on. Motion sensor, I guessed, and was proven right a few minutes later when I went inside and it went out. White lace curtain on one rod, a small dark red Indian blanket on another. I closed both over each of the windows. I showered and put on a muumuu, my nightgown while traveling. When I turned the light out, it was completely dark, even after my eyes adjusted. I got up and parted the heavy curtain an inch, The only light outside was a glow in the distance from Taos. It was so dark. I didn't know if there were people in the other buildings. I guessed there must be. There had been two pickup trucks and a car in the parking lot. Even so, their lights would be seen on the other side of the building, not this side. Ache, pain, fear, indecision, regret, and a variety of negative emotions crowded in on me. However, The long day, the travel, and the wine overcame that and I must have fallen asleep. I was startled awake when the outdoor light came on, which I could see through the partially opened curtain. A moment later, there was a pounding on the door. I reached out groggily for my husband who would go to the door. Nothing. Slowly my situation came back to me, no husband, alone. More pounding on the door, which now matched the pounding of my heart. No back door, nowhere to go, no telephone. Father Tamayo, Padre, then words in Spanish, louder. Ah, the Padre, I looked at the clock, 2.30. I slipped into my shoes, switched on the living room lights, unlocked the door, and opened it a few inches. A man in a gray work shirt and pants stared at me in surprise, then horror. Padre, he croaked, a missing eye tooth noticeable when he opened his mouth. To save the father's reputation, I explained he was away and I was renting his apartment. He must come to help now. What is it? Accident, blood. The words tumbled out as he began to cry. Have you called the police, an ambulance, paramedics? I fired the questions at him. Why did he want the Padre to come? A whiskey smell emanated from his clothes. No, no, the Padre. Someone moved in the shadows beyond the light and called to him. He turned and stumbled toward the other figure and through the open gate. I closed the door and locked it. Two men, if they decided to break in. I stood there. Soon the outside light went out. I left the living room light on and walked around assessing my situation. I was truly alone in a strange place. I shouldn't have come. I should have stayed home where everything was familiar and safe. What had I been thinking? I should have asked if there was anyone else living here. I should have looked for a place in Taos where there were other people around. My thoughts raced and my heart palpitated so fast that I thought I was going to faint. I went into the bedroom and sat on the bed. The light from the living room meant the bedroom wasn't in total darkness as it had been before. The crucifix, it reflected a little light and gave me a feeling of calm. The men wanted the padre. They were not looking to harm anyone. They were trying to save someone from harm. Then I considered, I had gone backpacking and camping many times on my own. Why should I be afraid now? I stretched out. And pulled the sheet and blanket over my head like I was a child protecting myself from the under the bed monsters. As long as no part of me hung over the bed or was exposed, I was safe. That was my childhood belief. Only the Padre could help, no police, no paramedics, blood. Did they only want the Padre because the police and paramedics couldn't give last rites? Which meant the man with the blood was dying perhaps now dead, and the padre was somewhere in the mountains unable to help.
0: The audiobook, Death in Rancho Las Amigas, was released in November of 2020 on Audible and is available for purchase, as is the print version of the book. You can learn more about this book and the author on our website, gaykinman.com. Check out King's River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. We'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter to get special interviews with the authors of the podcast stories. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything, KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it, as this helps make us easier for others to find. If you'd like to help support this podcast and Kings River Life financially, and get some fun perks, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Kings River Life. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.